Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone. Sorry, I pressed the wrong button there. <laughs> you might you might see a, a quick glimpse of us uh, before the <laughs> the normal man kicking the football. Uh, apologies. Uh, it is uh, Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday afternoon, twelve oh one. I am joined by Gianni Batici, Icarus. We're calling you because you're flying high, close to the sun. If you're here to see Gianni struggling, this definitely isn't the stream for you because he's having an absolute blinder. How you doing, Gianni? I'm very well, mate. If you want to see me struggle, feel free to go back in the archives of Scout videos on YouTube because you'll get a lot of those videos from last season. With uh, This time last season, I don't even know. I bet my rank was around 800k. It would have been yeah. something ridiculous. I mean, 13.5k, you must be delighted with that. What's, what's, what's going on this season? Why, why, why is it going so well? I don't know. It's going well for a lot of people, isn't it? It feels like the template's doing quite well this year. Even people on different chip strategies are still having success from different routes, which is nice because in years gone by, it's been if you don't follow X chip strategy, you often lose out. And it's like 50% might have done it and 50% didn't. This season, there's loads of variation and it's great. But I don't know. I am. I do feel like this is. I am playing a better game. Like I don't think I've had this good a rank ever at this point in the season. But... I've had a lot of ranks between like 15 and 21K. Um, so yeah, last season was hopefully the freak season and I'm back to normal. But yeah, I expect this should be my best ever season. Like with this mm. rank at this point, with so many chips in hand still, I'd be really disappointed if I don't get top 10K. But who knows, yeah. so much can happen. Yeah, you've, you've, you've got to be pushing for, for top 10. I'd say top five, top type, top 5K has got to be there. But who knows? I mean, you, you don't know. There's loads of stuff. Loads of interesting things to, to play for. You've got your free hits left. You know, we've seen this week, haven't we? Um, there's so many players that can come in and, and get huge hauls. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting times. Um, hi to everyone in the chat. Hi to FPL Timbers. Hi to Hi K New. Uh, hi to Field FPL. Says we're both smashing it. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's remarkable that we're both doing well on, on a stream like this. Normally, one of us is it would be doing really badly. <laughs> one of us is doing really well. So both people doing quite well is... It was very different. Um, Ohad's in the chat. Uh, he says, I stopped watching last season when Gianni had a terrible season. And now you're having a great one. I can't decide which Gianni I prefer. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Fair play. Fair I play. Get that. It, it must have been very fun watching me pull my hair out every week. And now it's just all <laughs> smiles. But yeah, it's um, it can all go it can all go wrong. It can all go badly so quickly in FPL. Like I think I have been at these sorts of ranks before and still finished around at 20k, mm. but maybe not quite this good. And actually, as we're both on good green arrows this week, but we're forgetting like these greens 
could be significantly better on Thursday night, mm. which again is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk through the obviously there's games to play. If you're listening to this sort of later in the week, um, we'll put it both on reds. <laughs> you never know. Uh, I don't think that can happen with the, with the players we've got. Hopefully, we're we're going to do well. As before I get onto your points, uh, Heike New asked a question, which is, uh, what rank would you consider a good rank? Because uh, I think it's a good question because there's it changes sort of year and year. More players come into the game. There's more people taking it seriously. Um, what do you think kind of is a is a rank that you'd be happy with these days? Um, do you still think top 10K is a kind of barometer of like a ultra successful season or do you think it's been lowered a little bit? I feel like 20K, 10K is now the 20K. <laughs> like, I don't know. I finished, I think, around 16, 17K the season before last and I was really happy with that. I was like, yeah, 20K is good. And back in the day when everyone was doing these top 10K finishes and I wasn't, I never saw ten. I sort of never saw ten k as touchable because I wasn't really into it. I was fairly casual, and for me, it was always top one percent, which was you know now top one percent is top ninety k. So if you're in the top one percent of anything, any game you play ever, mm. if you're in the top one percent, you should be pretty proud of yourself on that. So I think this season, if you get a ninety k finish, you've done well. Of course, ten k is always going to have that that bar, and rightly so. And for me now, I'm looking at 10K, I'd be very happy with. Anything else, I probably wouldn't. But in years gone by, I have used that 1% as a barrier. Yeah, I think top top 10K is always still my measure of this has been a really, really good season. I don't think that will ever that will ever change, no matter how yeah. many people get in. It's sown into history now, 10K, it is. isn't it? From all so. those that were really keen back in the beginning, yeah. it was always about 10Ks. Because when I published a book and called it Top 1%, so many people were like, who is this guy? Why is he, why is he not written a book about how to be in the top 10K? And I was like... Well, firstly, I've never done it. Um, but, <laughs> but, but secondly, for me, I never knew that that was a thing because I wasn't a member of Scout and, a, and, and all that jazz. But, but now I completely understand why. It, and it is the benchmark and rightly so. Yeah, I think it, like, as more people enter, you know, you, you can change the benchmark, but it just becomes more prestigious to get into the top 10K. So it becomes even yeah. more of a target for me every season, um, I think. I mean, I look, at, I look at someone like Andy, let's talk. I mean, he's got 174,000 followers on Twitter, let's say you doubled that, you know, well, let's call it, let's call it 400K. That's like committed people. So 10% of that would be like 40K. I think if you finish around 40K, you've had a, a strong season. You're in the top 10% of, of kind of these these people who, who follow very closely these streams. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, as long as I finish inside the top 100K, I, I think I, I'm happy. 130K last season was, was my worst season in a long time. And that doesn't look nice on the record, but... You know, other people are struggling and it's, you know, I think you look at all the, all the top managers, everyone seems to have a bad season every now and then. So it happens. Just need to... I feel like my rank last season was something like 300k. I, yeah, I, don't, exactly. I genuinely don't even know the answer, but yeah, it was an absolute shock. Well, late was riser was only... like 500k, something like that. Yeah, these are these are top guys, top, top, top guys in the, in the community who can still struggle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, right, let's talk through Game Week 28 then. So far, obviously, there's still games to play. Uh, you're having an absolute blinder this week. Your current points are 94. I'll just read through your team. Uh, Fostering goal, uh, Cancelo, Maurice James, Trent, Kilman, Salah, Havertz, captain. Oh, we've got to talk about him. Uh, Saka, Rafina, uh, Broya, and your mate, Harry Kane, who you brought in ages ago. And on your bench, uh, nothing so far, which is always nice. Ramsdale, Dean, uh, Elise, and Veghorst. Let's talk about Havertz, Captain. We'll come straight into it. You did the, um, the stream with TED Talks earlier in the week. I heard you talking about him uh, then. Uh, so for anyone you know uh, hasn't checked that out, go go see that on, on the Scout channel. You got burned by Havertz earlier in the season. 
you came back to him, you stuck the captaincy on him, must be pretty happy. All week I was saying, for me, Havertz is the best captain, but I was looking at my team going, I can't get Havertz because I'm selling Foden for Rafinha and I'm bringing in Reese James definitely for Ben Mee. So those, those were my two free transfers and all week I was set on that and I was like... I yeah, I don't think you mentioned Havertz last week or... Yeah, you might have was, mentioned him, but not as, a, as an actual transfer to make. Yeah, because I didn't think I could get to him. And I, and I, I couldn't easily because I had Jared Bowen in that spot. And I knew Bowen was playing in game week 30. And I was like, I can't sell Bowen ahead of 30. One extra player for game week 30. But then I got I got some, some, some news on just before the deadline, which was a, a DM, which I didn't know if I could trust. But it said that Luca Dean had COVID. And I decided I couldn't report that. I couldn't tell others because I had no idea if it was legit. Yeah. Um, and I decided to go, hmm, if Luca Dean has got COVID and I'm going to bench him, then that puts Bowen in my starting 11 against Liverpool. Oh, maybe actually I can sell Bowen now because before he was just a bench player this week, this allows me to get Havertz for a point four hit and then I can captain him. I always wanted to captain Havertz this week. I was never going to captain Rhys James, hands up. I was always going to bring him in. I never even considered captaining Reese. I was looking at the likes of Broya, Rafinha, players like that, but I wasn't happy on either of them. I didn't want to give my trust to a Leeds or a Southampton player. Yeah. So I was like, this four point hit can work out really nicely. Like I could bring Havertz in and then I've got my captaincy. So I was happy to do it. And I, and I did, and I benched Dean and look, it worked out very well and I got lucky, but um, now I've got Havertz. Yeah. I'm obviously absolutely buzzing. And I was very confident as he would be the starting number nine. And I think we've seen enough to suggest that he is now Chelsea's starting nine. Oh, I he's think just, he's, he's re he really, he's really has stepped up, hasn't he? Right. Massively. Yeah. I, I doubted him at the start of the season. And especially when Lukaku signed, I thought, you know, he's going to get pushed out on, on, on a wide or he's going to be playing at the 10. I can't see him ever really being a factor in our, in our FPL seasons, but playing in that role, yeah, the way he brings players into the game, the, the confidence he's got at the moment, there's no chance he's getting dropped for Lukaku. He's, he brings yeah. so much more to the side than he does. Yeah. And even should Lukaku get a start in two games' time, Havertz still gets picked as one of the one of the tens. Like yeah, you're not exactly. dropping him. So yeah, yeah I, I you get Chelsea's number nine for what seven point five million. It was a nice transfer, in, and I knew how differential it would be in terms of captaincy because I knew a lot of people that were looking at Chelsea captains were looking mainly at Rudiger. Because you know, sort of nailed. Um, so I, I like the upside there, and I'm, I'm really happy this week. As I just wanted a grey arrow, like knowing so many were on a bench boost and so many were on wild cards, and some like yourself on a free hit. I thought if I can get a grey, I'll be happy. So the fact that I'm getting a really healthy green, I'm, I'm delighted with. You are oh no, you're not. I thought you were ahead of me. I'm one point ahead of you. <laughs> uh, Coutinho, the, the main difference for, for me. Um, I've got I've got Havertz and, and James as well, but. Yeah, also got Coutinho as well. Um, let's talk about some of the other players. I mean, you've got Saka. Saka in with 12. Trent as well with 12. So like, I, I free-hitted. I didn't have either of those two. Um, uh, I did yeah. keep Kane, the kind of single game. But it was a, it was a good week for single game week players um, as well with, with those two coming in. Um, Arsenal, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about your team going forward, but is Saka a must for you? Yeah, like that Arsenal attack feels like it's been built. Like Saka's been the main man in that attack for two years. Like this is a kid that got into the team as a left back just because he was so good and they had to squeeze him in somewhere. And and now yeah, he's in his favourite favorite position right of the front three and he's so good at cutting in on that left foot. He's so both-footed. He plays 90 every week. 
Arteta loves him. And Arsenal are looking like they're going to score more than one or two goals a game now. So Saka's absolutely a, a, a long-term hold. And there was a lot of talk earlier in, in, in the season about Martinelli, and rightly so. And I know you jumped on him early, as, But I, I haven't owned Martinelli once. And when everyone did buy Martinelli at the time, when you had your big wins with him, I had Saka. And a couple of weeks later, we start, started to see Saka mm. performing. And if I'd gone Martinelli and then Saka, I'd have been even better off for it. But I've stayed loyal to Saka. And he's just, he's outscored all the Man City midfielders this season. I tweeted about it. He's outscored scored Foden, Sterling, KDB, Gundogan, all of them, other than I think Bilba. Crazy. Yeah. He's he's the best player on the pitch. Every, pretty much every game Arsenal play, he's he's an unbelievable talent. And I, I'm a big Martinelli fan. And I I don't know if there's like 20, 30 points difference between them over the next few weeks, you know, between Martinelli and, and Saka. I think if you need the money, you can go for Martinelli over Saka. But yeah. if you've got the money, and I think you should be prioritising Arsenal, given they've got the double and the 30 game and the double, sort, you know, and doubles come in. Yeah. Saka to me looks... You know, outside of Salah and, and one of Kane or Son, he he looks to me to the one that that people need to need to get. Yeah, and like Martinelli would be great, but I don't think he can cover him. And there's also the idea that when Smith Rowe is fit, we know Martinelli won't get ninety because Smith Rowe is always going to be that first sub or occasionally might start. Yeah. But the way Odegaard is playing, he's not getting dropped. So the the one that's up for grabs is that left front three spot. And Martinelli currently has it, and rightly so. But again, you know, you don't you don't guarantee ninety with him. But I remember you telling me earlier in the season, as you went to Arsenal. And I owned Saka at the time. I've owned Saka since day bloody dot, I think. Um, and I remember saying to you, how did how did my boy Saka look? And you were like, you didn't get any FPL returns that day. But I remember you, I think it was Palace you went to, wasn't it? It was, Arsenal, yeah, Palace. Yeah. And you, you were like, he was the best player on the pitch. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I know he's going to come good because he just always is. The, the problem with him, with him is, is exactly what you mentioned earlier. It's that variety of roles that he can play. You yeah. know, they need someone to fill in at left back. They need someone to drop deep. They need someone to push forward. He can. He, he's the best player for Arsenal in about 10 different positions. I think only only goal, only Ramsdale's better than him probably. He can play he can play anywhere else and then be the best player. Um, so, I mean, that does harm him a little bit because, you know, he might be utilised somewhere a bit different, but you get the nailed onness, you get everything else with him. I I, I, I just, I rate him so, so highly. Um, I, I do also rate Marcelli as well. I, I certainly don't think he's a bad pick, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, definitely sad for me. Um, Cancelo, the only other player I want to mention here, uh, only oh. two points for him. News about Diaz was, was, Probably, you know, a bit of a, a annoyance for for Cancelo holders. Yeah, is uh, rumours he's ill or he's got an injury or, or something now as well. Yeah, he missed. He's not made the Champions League squad. They think they no. play tonight in the Champions League. So that's interesting. It, it is because he's got Palace this weekend, which is a nice fixture for him. When he he had the bicycle kick sort of sideways on against United, and it looked like it was nestling into the the side <laughs> netting and in, in in the goal in the side netting, and and I was like, that would have been huge because this was the first time I've owned Cancelo where his ownerships been fairly modest like his yeah. effective ownership was nowhere near the 90s we we're used to it was something like 60 and I was like oh I could get some nice gains if Cancelo actually hauls today because all the wildcarders or most of the wildcarders have sold him those that yeah those that are on chips weren't weren't hit weren't using him on a free hit so for me he's a long-term hold like he, he is in still the top five six players in the game like certainly you know there's Trent Reese, and James are the three best defenders in the game you look at Saka Salah Kane but Cancelo's in that bracket so he's a long-term hold for me are you going to keep Cancelo on wildcard as I mean nah. with with a flag it's hard to isn't it nah he's gone he's, he's he's definitely gone for me it is it is a really tricky one because I do worry that we're overlooking 
City a little bit. I mean, they've got a you know they've got a game to be rearranged. They've got decent fixtures: Palace, Burnley. You know, obviously the title the to win. The title to win. Cancelo plays all the time. You know, he he is a reluctant sale, but when you've got Trent, James. Yeah. You know, you've got um, Robertson Spurs. as well with a double, and then you've got Doherty now coming into the thing, into yeah. the play. It's it's tricky to hold a kind of a seven million asset like him, but I mean, it is it yeah. is a reluctant it is a reluctant sale. The the, the horrible part is just being, you can't get him back really. I mean, I bought him at six. No. Same, um, yeah, I bought him at six. So he's just yeah, he's got to stay. Yeah, me yeah. now. Yeah, because I'm not on a chip. If I was on a chip with you, I think I'd... Like I sold Foden last week, which I didn't want to do. He just scored, finally. And I had to sell him. But I just don't... There'll be rotation with City midfielders. But Cancelo, we do know at least, is is going to get the minutes if he's fit. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's take a look how you're set up for Game Week 29 and what your plans are. So you've got Ramsdale in goal. Cancelo, Trent, James. Lovely background. Yeah. Uh, about as good as it gets. Uh, Salah, triple captain. I've put the thing on him. You're, you said to me you were... Probably going to do it. Um, I think so. Uh, Havertz, Saka, Rafina, uh, Veghorst, Broya, and Kane. It's a strong-looking team, Jenny. 0.5 in the bank. One free transfer. I guess your only kind of issue is you haven't got loads of double game week players. Um, but the the single game week players you've got have all got really good matches. So what's your, what's your what's your thinking? Yeah, apologies for the audio there. I was pulling my blind down. Um, it's a it's a it's a tough one because all my single game week players that in my eleven, I actually really like the fixture of. But should I sell anyone on my bench or in my eleven? And I'm looking to sell two of these guys potentially to bring Spurs players in. I'm then benching players with good fixtures. Like I could be benching Breuer. I could be benching. I think Vegor scores against Brentford. I think that's a, I think that's a huge game for Burnley, and I think that's a lovely fixture for Veghorst. So Vekos Brozia, I like in my 11, but should I be bringing in, I don't know, let's say Kulazewski and uh, Doherty, my two likely transfers in? Well, that would mean both Vekos and Brozia go on my bench. Um, yeah, I know. A four or four point hit as well. But then I get two fixtures out of Spurs and I get two extra players playing in game week 30. So who, it's, who it's would you sell six for, one half dozen for of the other. And, Who would you sell for Kulu and, and Doherty? So two bench players, both Dina and Elise would be out. Ah, uh, yeah. And I don't want to sell Dina because he's got the game week 30 fixture. However, there's something about game week 30 with us all going, how many players have you got? We should be looking at quality over quantity here. Like sometimes we're like, I was holding Jared Bowen. When he goes to play Spurs away, that's not a great fixture. So I sold him. Luca Dina has, I think, Arsenal. And again, like... I think that's a two-point game for Luka Dina. I, I think Arsenal score in that fixture. Um, so again, like, perhaps I can sell these guys. Perhaps Luka Dean can go because I'm upgrading him with Doherty, who's got a better game week 30 fixture. Oh, and he plays twice in 29. So I, th- I think yeah, there's some sort of compromise there where you go quality over quantity and you shouldn't be too attached. Shouldn't be too attached to some of those game week 30s. Obviously, if you own Spurs or Leicester players, brilliant, you have to hold them but there's others and you could say the same about Jimenez you know he's not on form oh but he plays game week 30 well he doesn't he might not play because he's not always in the team and he's not been great Shaco Shaco is making his first appearance on scout for a very long time <laughs> I know Hello. normally we normally we see uh what's your, what's your white dog's call Chance who is usually under the pool Chance. table somewhere yeah I saw he's... him I saw him in wandering but I haven't yeah. seen Shaco I don't think on these streams that's that's, no. that's nice that's nice <laughs> yeah I mean you game week 30 fixtures are Wolves v Leeds Villa versus Arsenal Leicester v Brentford Spurs v West Ham 
and then obviously you've got all the FA Cup games. I mean, I mean, people are going to be free hitting in that week. People with like four or five players. I mean, there's Lister you can target. You could go for you know Barnes, Madison, and Vardy. Maybe grab yeah. the three of those that like no one's going to have. But outside of that, I mean, I like you, you want to have a Spurs, a, a Kane or a, a Son, maybe a Doherty. But Wolves v Leeds, like you could easily go in without any players from that. Villa v Arsenal, that's a tough match for both sides. It is a pretty rubbish week, isn't it? Um, so no plans to free hit that view. I don't think so. No, no, and and I think if I wasn't using the triple captaincy, maybe I would. But I just do feel like, and I, I, this is the time to activate that chip. And therefore, of course, I can't activate two chips at once. Um, so I think free hits are going to wait. And again, like I am not planning a free hit in thirty. This is a guy that's got two free hits. For God's sake, I've got to use them sometime. But at the moment, the opportunity hasn't quite been there for me. So. I think, yeah, it will be the Spurs guys coming in this week, which gets me two extra doublers. It does mean I bench make Austin Breuer, although if Cancelo is still ill, bearing in mind we know he's ill as of Wednesday, not made that squad, Cancelo could go on the bench and then I get to start Veghorst. Mm. I think I'll probably start Veghorst over Breuer. Breuer, sorry, we now know the pronunciation. <laughs> um, I just think Veghorst versus Brentford is due, is due some points. And I you think Breuer... Veghorst over Breuer. You're, and Breuer's at home as well. And Breuer's at home to Watford. But See? I just, I like Overrated. Uncle Roy back lines. I like <laughs> Uncle Roy defenders. And I know they conceded three to Arsenal, but you never know. Roy can park the bus. And I just think Brentford will give Veghorst a lot of opportunities. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, triple captain then. Uh, oh, just just uh, someone's spotted my my weekly mistake I make on these team graphics what was uh, it I've not seen it yeah it's a subtle one uh, Arsenal do not play Leicester at home twice oh <laughs> that would be nice they play Leicester <laughs> they would be because there are other matches Liverpool which is obviously a much harder a much harder match yeah a triple captain Saka maybe yeah I know absolutely double double Leicester at home great uh, unprecedented someone says in the chat um, well you've got the. I think the big question for you or maybe it's not a big question for you is, is the triple captain chip I mean firstly it's whether you play it or not. It looked like an absolute cert to play it this week, right, with Salah. But he's been a little bit off it. Poor, really poor game against West Ham. Didn't score last night. But I mean, I hit the post twice, I think, and was pretty it unlucky. Is. But then you've also got Kane, you know, with two good latches. It's a really good time for Spurs to be playing United and to be playing Brighton. And the fact Spurs have just absolutely hammered uh, Everton. Are you set on, on Salah captain? Are you set on the triple captainship? No. I wish I was. I'm not set and I know I should be and I probably will go with this, guys. Like, Looking at the fixtures and the form of Salah and Kane, okay, they both go to Brighton away, cancel each other out. Would you rather your triple captainer going to Arsenal away, very tough fixture at the moment, or Old Trafford away? Mm. Send them to Old Trafford, please. Like yeah. Harry Kane against United, it's going to get points. I'm sure of it. I think I think Kane against United scores more points, or is more as likely to score points as he is against Brighton. Mm. Um, but it is Salah. It, it, it's Mo, and I know he's not scored in 401 minutes in open play or whatever it is. I think Praz tweeted last night this great tweet. Um, but Salah does find a way of scoring goals when Liverpool aren't playing well, and. You could argue he's not done it, so therefore he's due. The way he took his second attempt last night where he hit the post on the half volley was vintage Salah. Yeah, He'll find a way, I have no doubt, and I think therefore I go there. And whilst Kane's been getting amazing points of late, I am watching Spurs games at times, like early on against Everton when Son scored early and 
Um, it, Scott's on the second goal. Kane's put the ball over from, from his own half and nowhere near the goal when Son scores. And I'm still looking at him going, stop dropping so deep. But look, it's working. And he's still getting on the end of stuff, especially in second halves of games. But he's starting games with those two flyers ahead of him. And I think that would maybe put me off Kane a little bit, despite his amazing form. He's a great captain's option if you want to go against the grain. Well, they've got Kulusevski, who's playing out of his skin now on the right. Um, Matt yeah. Doherty, who you mentioned, everyone's fa- favourite player now. So maligned, uh, you know, before the yeah. last couple of weeks. I can't believe I'm buying him. I'm, I'm getting him in the wild card as well, I think. And unless I do have to go for Dyer because of, I've messed up on my wild card already. Amity rising last night from out of nowhere has, has actually really ruined some of my plans. Um, That's funny. The point ones on wild cards uh, are so funny, aren't they? They always get you. Always get you. Literally, exactly. It might be a blessing in disguise if he he does lose his place. Um, But yeah, the the Kane salad thing is really interesting. I mean, I'd worry more about Kane if he was playing like a Burnley or or a team that was going to set up. And and I think that's what people want. Would Everton set up like they did against City and look to frustrate? Or would they kind of try and go toe-to-toe with Spurs? And they tried to go toe-to-toe them and, and got battered. Then they tried to shut up shop and got battered. There's, there was no plan. There was no structure. It's one of the worst performances I've seen in the Premier League from Everton, that, that game. It was an absolute joke. I'm um, with you on that. Carragher <laughs> said at half-time, that is a championship back four. It, and he wasn't wrong. Yeah. But Frank Lampard's got to take some responsibility for that tactically. To go head-to-head with a good footballing team when you've not got the talent, that was naive. And I love Frank. Yeah, it was it was, it was was really poor. So I look at Spurs' two fixtures I think, well... They're, United and Brighton are both going to try and match Spurs. They're not going to Abs- sit back. Yeah. They so suit Spurs, these fixtures. Yeah. These, these fixtures really do suit Spurs. I look at Salah, I completely agree with you on the Arsenal thing. On paper, that shouldn't be an easy win for them. That, that could be quite low scoring. And then it's it's the Brighton game. And okay, Salah should score well against Brighton. But I think it, I think it's really, really close between them. I think the, the only thing that, that pushes me towards Salah is you know what you're going to get with Liverpool. You know you're going to get chances you know you're going to get attacks you know you're going to high get volume of shots high volume of shots Salah's going to be the focal point of all of it whereas with Spurs you Kane could end up dropping deep and he could you know they could they could struggle in some of these matches they might lose you know one like, I expect Liverpool to win both of those games Spurs could drop points in, in these games and, and no one would be too surprised so We've just not had enough consistency from Spurs no. But it had, you're right, it's been against the low block teams they've struggled and this should play to their strengths. But when we when Spurs go away from home and they play against high lines, you know Son and Kulazewski's heat maps, touch maps, will both be ahead of Kane's. That worries me a little bit. I'd actually... You, you could argue these are both more Son games than Kane games. Yeah. Would I give Son the triple captain? No, I wouldn't. But you could argue that that would be a, the better call than Kane. I, don't, I just don't quite feel it in my heart on Kane. And I'm going to own Kulazewski, so I've already got a lot of eggs and Doherty. I'm already going to have a lot of eggs in that Spurs basket. It's weird. If I was captaining a player, I'd be more tempted to go Kane than I am than on the triple captain, which it shouldn't. That shouldn't affect my thinking, but I know it does. Yeah, I guess it's it's that kind of consistency versus high reward. Right? Yeah. Like you, you can kind of, you feel like you can risk it on Kane a little bit. But when you come to the triple captain, you want to just make sure that you get at least some points. I just give me two returns and I take that all day long. I just yeah. want this chip to get me something. Knowing I missed out on the massive triple captain a few weeks ago on, on Salah, where we got, I think, four returns. Just give me two. I'll be happy. Like my bench boost was a bit underwhelming. Again, like I've looked at other weeks and gone, oh, I didn't spend that chip well. I don't want to, I don't want to muck the triple captaincy up as well. See, I, I think Kane is now light years ahead of Son. I mean, you talk about games that suit Spurs. Kane outscored mm-hmm. Son against Leeds, for example. And Leeds would be the True. perfect game, you'd think, for, 
for Son. I mean, I wouldn't ca- I wouldn't consider the captain of Son over Salah. No, if I, I had him. It's, 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 got, it's got to be Kane or Salah um, this week for me. With the penalties for Kane, the, the way he's playing, the influence he's got on the game. Those two are, are leagues ahead. So I'm torn. Son's coming off as well. He's been subbed yeah, three of the last four yeah. games and Kulazewski's yeah. getting 90. So he's not even... Kulazewski thought would be sort of first, first off at their attacking positions. But yeah, it's, it's Son. So he, he's made, he's made huge. I mean, that, that right-hand side now with, with Doherty playing the way he is and Kulazewski. I mean, it was Mora and Royale before let's not forget i mean it's it's a different as you talk about an upgrade it's it, there's so much more threat coming down that right side now um yeah, yeah. so really it's going to come down to the wire for me um how what do you reckon percentage chance you your triple captain seller i think percentage chance of triple captain would be 95 and from that i think there's a probably a 90 percent chance that it's on Salah. okay um, 10% chance I go Kane if I go trip captain the thing putting me off about there's going to be some nice nice doubles it's more I can triple captain Salah without the Champions League between games if I go now I can do it when they're still chasing a title and every game matters if I do it now and because I've got two free hits left I know when those other double game weeks come with which might have good triple captaincy options a 33, 36, 37 well, two of those weeks are probably going to be when I'm free hitting. So again, I won't be able to use triple captaincy, even if there's a really nice option, because I'd have bookmarked in the free hit. So it has to be this week, surely. And therefore, it probably has to be Salah. You're, I mean, you're in a very strong position with two free hits and going into 30 without using one. I mean, you know, you come into 31, you've got two free hits to use in, what, seven yeah. weeks or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good, unless you mess it up and you end up, costing yourself points because that's what the free hit can do it's, it's nice to have used the free hit yeah. this week you know and i had i played you know i had dean for example i took dean out of the free hit i took trent oh, nice. out you know i took out players who i was worried about but luckily the players i bought in have have done well so that's, that's Saka? always did you have Saka? i didn't have Saka. no you didn't know no you had foden i had foden yeah, cancelo yeah. they all left um yeah I'm, i mean i'm over the moon about it's some good wins yeah. yeah definitely um, I think that's pretty much it. The only other thing I was going to mention is Havertz as well. I mean, you, you're you one of the only people I've seen that have actually bought Havertz, like using a transfer. I know people have, have free-hitted and, and things, but he's, he's a hold to you then, is he? I mean, there's no plans to, to lose him. From 31, you've got to be confident of returns, right? When I bought Havertz, it was obviously punty because I wanted the captaincy option, but it was a view to, if I need to, hold him for one week, hold him for one week. But then I was always, it was always at the back of my mind, if, if Havertz does really well, then one week could become one month. Right? I'm not going to drop him if he's scoring goals at that price point mm. with those fixtures. So my plan, my loose plan was Havertz for a week and then I turn Havertz into Kudelzewski and I don't need to take the four point hit. But now I'm looking at it going, can I really drop Havertz with Newcastle yeah. at home if he performs against Norwich? I still think with Havertz, if he has a shocking game, there is a chance he misses out. Like there's so, such competition for places there with Pulisic playing well as well, that he could he could be given a, a rest slash drops if he if he has a real bad game. But at the moment, I just think he's one I have to hold. Um, and it, he's a lovely differential. Even after game week 30, those fixtures are great. And that's when people will be buying Chelsea. Yes, we've seen a few in the community go Chelsea now because of the double, but no one's going to be buying Chelsea this week and no one's obviously going to be buying Chelsea in 30. So come game week 31, I expect if Kai's still in the team and doing well, he's going to have some some price rises. A lot will be going there. Yep. 
just to remind everyone of, of Chelsea's fixture on after 30, it's Brentford, yeah. Southampton, Leeds, West Ham, Everton, Wolves, Man United, Watford. That's the game. So that's three points in every game on paper. And the two games to be rearranged are Arsenal at home and Leicester at home. So if you have still got your wild card and you don't really think you need to use it, stock up on your Chelsea players in 31. It's got to be the, the way to play it. I mean, I think uh, Tuchel's going to be a bit annoyed, isn't he, that Chelsea aren't in the title race? Because imagine if you were close to Liverpool and, and City, you know, even if it was like six points or something like that, and you had this fixture run. Unpopular opinion, as I've not tweeted this because I know the stick I'll get. I genuinely think Chelsea would be top of the league if Rudig- if if Chilwell and James had stayed fit. Mm. Like, we forget Chelsea were top of the league first week of December, I think. Reese James and Chilwell completely changed the way we play. Now, look, any club can say if that, you know, every club has injuries and sure, if buts and maybes, and rightly so, Chelsea are third, they should be. But if those two guys are fit, and bearing in mind, they are two of Chelsea's most... It's like Liverpool missing Salah and Trent. It really is. Like, I can't tell you how everything changes. And you guys know, you watch the games. Everything changes with Chilwell and Reese out the team. And I genuinely think Chelsea would be top of the league. I don't I don't even think I'd be saying they're in the title race. I think I'd be saying they would be top. Mm. And I'm gutted that they've been out because they it's, yeah, Chilwell returned to training today, which was nice to see. Very light training. I'm not expecting him back just yet. But um those fixtures are great. And with those fixtures to come, we'd we'd have been in pole position. So I'm gutted. But yeah, it's um it's one for next season, maybe, and We've just got unlucky with injuries, sure, and we've not dealt with them very well. But yeah. Reese James should be in every team now. If you can't bring him in this week because of the fixtures, come game week 31, if you don't own Reese James, just get him. He's so good. He just gets forward so much and he's not shot shy. He's not like Trent obviously gets so far forward and he's amazing assists, as is Cancelo at times, but no one, no one's got the goal threat of, of Reese. Um, so go there. I think trying to convert, you know, Pulisic and, and Cho into wingbacks like Conte did with Moses uh, hasn't, didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't quite have the same uh, effect, uh, did it? Uh, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard to cover those those players. Um, Jenny, yeah. that's it. Perfect. Awesome stuff Thank as you, always. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll both be in the greens. I mean, I mean, hopefully you'll be in the top ten k and I'll be in the top one k. That'd be a lovely, a lovely stream. How many oh. have we got left? Let's just have a quick reminder. You've got you've got Foster, James, Kilman, Salah, Havertz, Rafina, Broya to play. So seven, seven left. Seven yeah. with captaincy. Seven yeah, with captaincy. that could be that could be tasty. I just need I, I I really need Havertz to outscore James from looking at like a lot of my rivals. You, for example, Captain James, me, Captain Havertz. If Havertz mm. outscores James quite quite well, that'd be that'd be good for me. Yep, very interesting. Well, I'll let you go. Thanks very much. I'll see you next week. And thanks everyone for watching and listening and we will see you soon.